0: Hi, this is Blair Stamper with Be an instructional design Rockstar. I'm so excited you're here. I can't believe we're into episode four of our season on becoming an ID. Today, we're going to talk about some of those instructional design tools that are out there, what you actually really need to know, and what you can learn on the job. So let's get started. I get asked a lot about the types of tools that are out there for instructional designers and what actually needs to be learned in order to get an extra instructional design job or to even start their own business. And it's really unfortunate that so many of the instructional design tools that are out there are so expensive. Um, a lot of times, so all of the skills that I've learned um, as being as an instructional designer, especially like the learning management system, or if you'll hear me call it the LMS, um, and Storyline Articulate, and Captivate. All of those I learned actually on the job. I didn't know how to use them. I had obviously u- used free similar tools. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today about how some of those free similar tools um, use the exact same ideas behind the, the technology that you can learn and hone your skills on. And then um, once you get a job or once you're ready to actually pay the money to get the more expensive tools, you can easily transition into those. So, like I said, all of the tools uh, I learned how to use on the job of being an instructional designer. My, um, interesting though, my master's, which is through educational technology at Michigan State University, I learned how to use an, a learning management system. And the thing with a learning management system is it's all about, it's more about how you're organizing things. Um, how you are putting together the different modules, how you're putting the content together, how you're uploading things. It's not so much the actual technology. And if you've ever heard of TPAC, um, which is a huge uh, theory out of Michigan State, it's really about how the technology fits into what you want to teach, not actually using technology to teach, if that makes sense. I definitely suggest looking up TPAC. It's a great theory Um as you're an instructional designer. But the thing to remember is it's not so much how you're using the technology. It's more so I have this content. How is my technology going to enhance that? And so within a learning and management system, you can actually go out and play around with some of the free tools like Schoology, even Google Classroom, And you can actually practice creating modules and practice organizing content and practice, you know, being a student and going through those things. And doing that will actually give you um, the uh, experience of using the bigger name like Blackboard or Canvas or um, uh, Brightspace. So. Using free tools is perfectly fine as you're trying to hone your instructional design skills because it's pretty much what I always say is all learning management systems basically do the same thing. It's just they might do it a little different. And it's really more so about how you're using them versus the um, the different cool things that they can do within those learning management systems. The next thing I really wanted to talk about were those storyline articulates and captivates um, that create... I guess you could call them interactive, everybody calls them different things. Um, I'm gonna call them interactive learning objects. It just allows students to go through and be more kinesthetic um, in their learning. So maybe they get to watch a video and then have something pop up where the video stops and they get to answer a question to prove whether or not they have actually retained the information that they're watching. Uh, It could even be a knowledge check where different questions pop up and they answer the questions and then it goes back to the um, learning management system as a grade. Or you can even do really, really cool things that I've seen some. I have a colleague um, who has done some amazing things with Storyline Articulate and those take a little bit more coding side of things, a little bit more graphic design side of things, but it's totally possible if you really sat and um, worked with somebody who it's really an, ex- an expert with Storyline Articulate and an expert with coding and learn how to do those things. So there are some free tools out there that you can use that are very similar. Um, I, would, I will say that I believe Storyline Articulate allows you to have a free trial. And if you play around with it, you'll find that it's pretty user-friendly so it allows you to add images it allows you to change the colors of things it allows you to add triggers which a trigger is when when i click this button this next slide opens or when i click this button this pops up and stops students from moving forward or i can't click this button unless i do these three things before it and so those are what triggers are And if you can do step-by-step stuff like that, you'll be perfectly fine in using Storyline Articulate. I personally um, enjoy Articulate a little bit more than Captivate. I think it's a little bit more user-friendly, but there are people who use Captivate a lot more. So Captivate has the, they pretty much do the same thing, but Captivate does have the opportunity to do uh, AR and VR items in it. So you can put 360 degree videos in Captivate and have students walk around a room if you wanted to. And when I say walk, I mean virtually walk where they're clicking a 360 degree video and kind of like zooming in around um, whatever that video is showing. And then you could have them click next button and then they go to the next area. So I've seen somebody actually do a a sort of uh, tour, um, especially during COVID, a tour around campus to showcase different things within captivate. And it kind of allowed those online students to be able to see what campus looks like um, and give them that virtual tour of things without actually having to come to campus. So there are really cool things that you can do with those. Like I said, they are expensive. So if you can wait to learn those tools until you get on the job, um, I think that that is a great way to get those tools through your employer. If you do choose to pay for them on your own, I know Storyline, um, Storyline Articulate allows you to have a student uh, amount, um, which is like half the amount. Um, so if you have like a .edu, um, like if you are a student and you have a .edu email address, you should be able to use the student um, payment amount, which is, like I said, about half the price. But like I said, As cool as these tools are, it's really not about the tool that you're using. It's about how you're actually teaching and how you're actually um, giving that content to the students. So you can make this cool, super awesome, spend hours on this interactive learning object, and then it doesn't actually do anything for the students because they're not actually learning anything from it. So when you are going through and you are actually... um, creating these interactive learning objects and learning how to use this technology, you really need to be thinking like an instructional designer. You need to be thinking about how is a student or how is the user going to use this and how are they going to learn from it? Or how am I adding and enhancing the class by creating this object, not making it this cool thing and engaging thing for students? So I highly, highly recommend checking out TPACK. The TPACK, it's T-P-A-C-K theory. It changed my life because it completely changed about how I teach and about how I think about technology in the classroom. Other tools that I use as an instructional designer are tools you probably use on a day-to-day basis. So I use Gmail all the time. That's how I uh, connect with my colleagues and the faculty members that I'm working with along with Google Drive. So Google Drive is what I use to collaborate, um, organize all of our files for the course before we put it into the learning management system. Um, And then there are some other tools like Camtasia, uh, which is a video editing software. So if you've ever video edited, you'd be able to use Camtasia, no problem. Depending on where you're working or where you're going to get a position, oftentimes they have a media specialist that will actually do all the video editing for you. So you really don't need to know how to use Camtasia, but if you know how to edit videos, at least then you could support them and help them through that and maybe do the more um, the less intricate items so they can focus on the really big projects. There's also Snagit, which is a um, a way to take picture screen shares on your computer. If you just wanted to take a picture of something um, and then put it into course, you can do that. Um, there's other really cool technologies out there. And once again, it's that cool factor. So like Kahoot is out there and that's just a way um, I use those. I've used those when I was a middle school teacher as a knowledge check, and it's like a game based item. Same thing with Poll Everywhere. It's a way as you're maybe you're lecturing in a synchronous session and allows you to stop, take a poll of how students are. Maybe are they, you know, like that whole exit survey thing where thumbs up, thumbs down, in the middle, I don't know what I'm doing, Um, and allowing them to give you feedback as you're going through your uh, lecture. So those are some tools that you can actually give to faculty as they're teaching um, and integrate those in. What's great about Poll Everywhere is you could actually create the questions ahead of time and then connect it to that lecture and it'll automatically pop up in their lecture. So there's some really cool things that you can do. The most important thing is, like I said, it's not so much the technology, it's how you're going to use that technology and ensure that students are getting the best experience from it and actually learning the content that you are intending. I just really want to say thank you for tuning in to uh, this Be an Instructional Design Rockstar episode on Instructional Design Tools. I hope it helped you kind of see that it really isn't about the technology. And while having those skills is great, it's something that you can learn on the job. And it's something that as long as you're using free versions of similar items, you'll be able to apply those skills to anything. And it's really more important about the theory and the how you're teaching it and the content that you're bringing to students. So next time we will talk about um, networking and how important it is to be uh, in a network as an instructional designer and also how small the instructional design network is. So thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review and I will see you next time. Oh,